0: hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the fantasy blue balls podcast i am luke walsh i am joined by eric Riesberg. we are your hosts for this episode eric how are we doing tonight
1: doing pretty good yeah we had a week off in between but it's It's good to be back for a little final season recap here um, and talk about the championship and third place games.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, unplanned, you know, kind of necessary week off for sure after everything that happened, which um, we don't need to get into it. You all know what happened. You all know the story. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Dominated the news cycle for that. What
1: a full week. week. Yeah, Yeah. a full week, basically. Um, Yeah, a crazy story.
0: Absolutely insane. But um, but yeah, that is, I mean, you know why. And so now we're back. We're here. The season's done. We're here to talk about how it wrapped up, how it concluded, uh, and to talk about the future of what the fuck is going to happen.
1: Yeah. And including the NFL playoffs, which start in a couple of days, which I am so excited about. I think yes. the matchups are really solid. Um, a lot of good teams, like a lot of teams that have a chance. I feel like there's no... I've had a couple of people ask me, like, who's going to win, you think? And mm-hmm. I don't think I have a good answer
0: for yeah, who's going to win. I've looked at brackets. I keep looking at brackets and being like looking at stuff. And I'm like, I mean, there's like four or five teams that I feel like could believably win this thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. It's It seems like it has a lot more parity than normal. Um, yeah. Which, which is fun.
0: Um mm-hmm. so. it is. It's so frustrating see, when you're trying to when you're trying to predict stuff if you're like, that's trying totally to put right. money on it. Yep, it
1: is it is incredibly difficult, but um, it's still fun.
0: Yeah, it is very fun and I'm looking forward to it and uh I hope everyone listening is also looking forward to it regardless of whether or not your team's made it because whatever. I think I mean of people that are in the league only the Vikings made it. So in terms of our fan mm-hmm. bases, the Chiefs, ermine with the Chiefs. Chiefs, yeah, Chiefs yeah.
1: definitely made it. Um, and then Sean got his win last year, so he can just go be
0: quiet, in the, in the, right in the corner. Yeah. Exactly. Erman can't cheer. Uh, Chargers. For it. Chargers are into. Chargers are in it. Right. So so Josh and the Chargers, mm-hmm. um, they just kind of like the Chargers were so wild. They literally like there were no highlights from them <laughs> for the first like for the last like four weeks of the season. It felt like
1: yeah, they, they just clin- very quietly got in
0: here. They clinched their spot, and then they were like, and okay, there we go. Just say
1: say nothing yeah (laughs) do not let them know that you've made it
0: right but then they went ahead and played their starters in the final week anyway because because
1: because dumb um anyways so yeah playoffs are coming up. excited about that
0: Yep. how are you doing Luke I'm doing fine I'm doing good I mean we're in the new year this is actually officially our first episode in the new year oh that's true yeah yeah right happy
1: new year everyone
0: yeah happy happy new year (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! <laughs> Happy
1: 2023. Off yeah. to a roaring start so far.
0: It is. It really is. But yeah, no, I'm doing good. Uh, we're just kind of going through the days, going through the year so far. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a little bit of that like winter slog. I feel like right. It's all like, the holidays are over.
0: Yeah. Yep. Exactly. The holidays are over. Everyone's like kind of, kind of back up to where we were in terms of speed before the holiday season, mm-hmm. like at work, but no one wants to be.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's totally right. Yeah. I've got people I've got people taking work off left and right like at, at the office. They're just really? like always taking days off yeah because it's like I'm not ready for this. It's too cold. It's too miserable outside for me to just work.
0: I mean that's fair. I <laughs> don't blame them on that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're doing fine. Good. Glad yeah. to hear it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I'm just ready to talk about uh, what the fuck has gone on the past couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, as and much missed as much stuff. Yeah, no, we
0: did. <laughs> and we're not going to hit on all of it. We'll hit on some of the larger items. But before we get to any of that, Eric, what are we drinking tonight?
1: Um, tonight I am drinking a Christmas present. Actually, um, I got a growler from my um, sister and brother-in-law. Um, from Waconia Brewing Company in Waconia, Minnesota. Um, And it's their 90K IPA. I believe it's their flagship beer. Um, But it is 7% ABV, 75 IBUs, and very, very good. So we tapped into it during dinner, and I will continue to drink it throughout the night. And I looked up growlers because I was like, how long do I have to actually drink this? Mm. And it will be okay tomorrow, so I'll probably finish it off tomorrow.
0: Well, that's good. Yeah, isn't a growler, once you open it, like... Like you got a couple days.
1: Yeah. From what I was finding, it was about one to two days where it, while well, it still has some carbonation to it. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I have no way to recarbonate it. So I do have right. to drink it within those one to two days. But, That's true. Yeah. Oh, no. I have to drink, yeah. I have to drink more beer. I'm, I'm so upset about, oh, darn, about
0: that revelation. <laughs> um, so where do you think the name 90K comes from?
1: Um, it was actually on their website. It has to do with, um, I didn't read the whole blurb, so I might just be making this up. But I think it has to do with the amount of shoreline, like the number of miles of shoreline that Minnesota has because, okay. of, all the, because of all the lakes. Yeah. So 90,000 miles of shoreline, I believe, is what gotcha. it stands for.
0: Oh, sweet. That's cool. Which is a lot of shoreline. That is that is quite a bit of shoreline. <laughs> yeah. That is quite a lot. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm pretty yeah, sure that's what it is. But... You know,
0: land of 10,000 lakes, right? <laughs> Ten thousand oh. plus, definitely. Right, ten thousand plus. Yeah, the number's gone up. <laughs> yeah,
1: the most common, the most common number I hear nowadays is twelve thousand. So Jesus. Um, yeah, and, and our and so Wisconsin is always like, oh, we have more lakes, but our definition of a lake is larger than their definition of a lake. Gotcha. In Wisconsin, so they can just go fuck right off.
0: Yeah, Wisconsin. I don't know what's up. You know, they're just they just feel like they have to try and do better.
1: Yeah, it's like it's that person that always like tells the story right after you to yep. try and like make themselves sound better. They're a one upper. That's what mm-hmm. Wisconsin
0: is. Exactly. Yeah, that is a perfect, perfect description of what Wisconsin is. For sure. And that's why we hate them. Yes, I will say they have fun bar games. Yeah, just, that's true. They do nothing but drink, so they have to have fun bar games. Yeah, but. But if you haven't ever drank, like drank at a bar in Wisconsin, just, you know, if you're if you're there at some point, walk into a bar and ask to play bar dice and figure it out as you go.
1: Yep. Rules are just they're fake. They are made up, but you just do learn them as you go.
0: Kind of. But if you beat the bar because you are playing against the bar, you can get a free shot. So there you go. Sounds like a deal to me. Yep.
1: Luke, what are you drinking?
0: I am drinking a beer from a brewery in Nashville called Bearded Iris Brewing, it is mm. their Pep Talk Lager. It's a 4.2% ABV, it's got no IBUs cuz it's a lager, it is very light. Um but it's quite good. Sounds good. Yeah. Where I did you say... get a
1: hold of something from Nashville?
0: So I think that my brother and his uh his fiance brought it like when they were up for Thanksgiving mm. and then my dad hadn't had them all or he tried them and was was not a fan. fan. So he (laughs) offloaded them, at least one of them to me uh, when I left post New Year's. So I have, I have the one I'm trying it now and I don't know. I think it's okay. That's a win. Yeah. It's not like the best beer I've ever had, but it's definitely good. How dare you not
1: just immediately call it the best beer I've ever had. Sorry, man. it's free beer. It belongs at the top. That's of, true. Of the echelon, that's regardless I mean, of what it tastes like.
0: Free beer for sure is up at the top. Yes. Yeah, it gets an upgrade automatically
1: for being yeah. free.
0: Right. In terms of like actual best beer, what would you say yours is? My favorite beer ever? Yeah. Wow. I know. It's a loaded question. There's so but, many beers that we... You, you know, know how I've,
1: I've had so many different beers. I think that's actually an impossible thing. Um, for me to answer
0: because it's also like there's so many different kinds and it kind of changes depending on the season you know what your answer is going to be
1: yeah for a long time I was really into like stouts and stuff and then I'm like more into hazies now but I also like dark loggers now. So like it just kind of moves and changes as we go. So I I'm yeah. going to be lame and, and not answer here because because I don't I don't have a good answer.
0: That's totally fine because I don't think I would either. Yeah, I, mean, I can't
1: I can't confidently say what my favorite beer is. So
0: Right. There's always the ones that like you go back to, you know, like the, the mainstays for sure. But again, those rotate. What is the thing that like you're going to gravitate towards mm-hmm. when you're searching?
1: Yeah, I do think I can name a favorite brewery confidently and I would say that it's Bauhaus. Um I I don't think they ever really miss on a beer that they make.
0: That's fair. I do like Bauhaus. They are very good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I'm also a big Summit fan. I think overall, okay, if I was gonna if I was like gun gun to my head, pick a favorite, yeah, I'd okay. just go Summit EPA. It's always good. It's like readily available pretty much everywhere you go. All right. And it's like one of like first like EPAs that I was like, wow, this is delicious. Gotcha. So, so maybe the Summit
0: EPA. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good. Sweet. Love that. <laughs> so you're not going to do it. And it's fine. Well, I, well, the thing is, <laughs> it's I had, I was about to say one and my answer was going to be uh, an Irish red lager uh, mm. called Smittix. Okay. Um, which is probably what I drank most frequently when I, when I was in Ireland. Like, you have Guinness, and Guinness is amazing, but Smiddix was just, like, I hadn't had it before, and so mm. I had it a lot when we were there. Uh, you and also just can't beer constantly beer. drink Guinness. Right, exactly. Like,
1: it's one of those beers it's you just heavy. can't, like, yeah, you can't just go hard after Guinness for, like, hours. Yeah.
0: It's heavy. So it's either that or Stone IPA. mm Stone is a classic. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. If I pick one, I'd probably go with Smittix. Hmm.
1: Can we get that here? Or is it only available in Ireland?
0: I The the pub by my place has it on tap. Really? Yep. You want to go watch football this weekend there
1: and get some Smittix?
0: Yeah, I'd be down. All right, cool. I'd be down to sell, dude. It's it's a date. I literally have to walk like a block and a half to I know It's great.
1: <laughs> I know. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. We will coordinate those plans off the air.
0: Yes, we will. But anyway, time to get into the NFL action, the news, the notes, whatever the fuck happened over the past couple of weeks. Step one, we know it. Demar Hamlin, he is out of Ohio. He is in Buffalo. They officially placed him on IR because they have to do that. But he is like being monitored in Buffalo. He's in good health. Uh, As far as I know, as far as I've seen, he seems to be fine at this point in time.
1: Which yeah, I mean, I, I know incredible. that he's at home. I, I guess my question on like the IR thing is like, is that the only way to like keep him on his contract? Because because they, I, I I highly doubt he's playing this this offseason. Oh, so god no. So I, I I just got to imagine that the Bills would be able to use that roster spot. So I I don't know how all the like workings of that are, um, but to me, he would come off IR completely. Something like a. Like a John Mechie situation.
0: Right, yeah. I don't know. I do know, like, they placed him on IR, and he is still getting his full salary while he's on IR. Mm. Um, so maybe that's part of it, right? They don't it wanna, could be.
1: Yeah, that it must be part be. of it. It must have to do with the contract and things like that, because I, personally, I would think there's no reason to have him on IR. Just have him on the... I, I don't know if you could put him on Pup at this point.
0: No, Pup, pup, is, pup is only a thing. Like, I think you have to do that preseason, yeah. um, and then they have until, like... The like week 10 or something for them to be able to be pulled off of the pup. Um, I think IR, since it's so late, he won't, he definitely won't be playing. But I think this yeah. is just a way for them to keep him on the team and get his salary for the reasons. But like, I don't fully know why what all the IR rules are. <laughs> to right. be honest. Yeah,
1: yeah, really complicated. Not quite sure how that works, but glad to see that yeah. he, he's okay that he's at home. Um, Yep, And hopefully we get to see him next season um, when the Bills suit up again.
0: Yes, hopefully that would be great. Uh, Next up, Raiders officially working to move on from Derek Carr. He has said his goodbyes to the team from what I've seen. I saw Uh, the Insta. Yep, yep. (laughs) And uh, Raiders first priority is to try and trade him prior to the February 15th thing, but that seems very very unlikely because he has so much goddamn money on his contract. Yeah, he's too expensive for what he is, unfortunately. And he would have to waive the no trade clause for them to even do that at all. Well,
1: he probably would because they know he, he knows that they're moving on anyways. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine he's thinking he's going to get a better contract.
0: No, he wouldn't get a better contract. I mean, uh, unless the team that like would try to trade him is like, "Yeah, we'll sign an extension, whatever." Um, yeah. but i feel like i feel like high up on his priority list for any team that would trade for him is not losing out on any of that money you know yeah
1: and i suppose if he gets like cut instead of traded he could like be doubled up on contracts too if he can sign somewhere right uh, hmm. yeah tough situation for the raiders but probably the right move also like maybe get rid of the coach i know it's only been one year but josh mcdaniels is not a good coach so
0: yeah right i mean we'll see jared (laughs) Jared stidham looked weirdly good in the in the one game in his first game (laughs) and then i didn't watch i didn't watch the second one so i don't know how he did again but uh
1: well the chiefs just basically played with the raiders so right
0: Yeah. yeah yep that's fair um but yeah it's it's weird i think they've also stated or maybe this was Devontae adams himself but like he wants to no longer be there or they don't want to deal with it. Well, he wants to be there with
1: Carr. He came right. in for car. And so right. if they're moving out from car,
0: there's there's an issue there for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So then, you know, that's another piece that's potentially moving. <laughs> that's great.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's very interesting. And speaking of coaches that should be fired, here's one that actually was. And it's Yay. Cliff Kingsbury. Um, the Cardinals did their like annual. They do like an annual postseason meeting with the owners. And he just signed an extension earlier this year to bring him through 2027. Um, but the Cardinals were like, yeah, no, um, we're done. (laughs) So they fired Cliff Kingsbury. Um, it's time. They've had more than enough talent to be good on offense and actually like weren't that good on offense. And the Cardinals are also going to try and trade Deandre Hopkins this off season. Yep. Um, so we'll see what happens there, but the Cardinals, we all knew were a dumpster fire. We didn't know going into the season. We thought maybe there was still hope. Yeah. Um, but they're a dumpster fire. The defense is so horrendously bad. Awful. Like you have no chance when your defense is that bad. And right. I say that as a fan of the team that has the 31st defense in the league. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so the cliff Kingsbury experiment is over and mm-hmm. Dandre Hopkins is probably moving on. I'm sure someone will take a shot at him. He's getting up there in age, but he's still, he's still
0: great. Oh, he's still elite. He's still absolutely yeah. elite. Um,
1: He's never had burner speed. And so, like, at him getting older, that's not going to be the problem for DeAndre Hopkins. He's always had the hands. He's always had good late separation, but Mm -hmm. he's never had top speed. And that's what you lose first. So, I think he's going to be one of those receivers in like the Fitzgerald like build that can last for a long time Mm
0: -hmm. due to
1: hands and just like savvy.
0: Right, which is funny because you would think that, you know, maybe staying on the Cardinals would be great because of the Fitzgerald thing. It would
1: be very poetic, but
0: yeah. Yeah, but no, it's it's better for them to try to move on from him because since he still has the talent, you know, they can try to trade him and try to get something for him uh, in this offseason that can help them out in the future.
1: Totally, yep. Um, More head coaching news here in the same division. Um, Sean McVay, his future is kind of up in the air. He's not getting fired even though they had a terrible season. He is just deciding to take some time away from the team to reevaluate what he wants to do. Um, I mean, he's accomplished a lot as the youngest coach in the league. So like more power to him for being able to just like, yeah, screw you. I'm done. I'm going to go be an analyst or whatever, but right. I kind of think he's going to come back. I think he likes coaching. Um, but we'll see.
0: Yeah. It's just, you know, if, if he leaves the team, he goes in to be an analyst and he would be a really good analyst for whatever network gets him for sure. Um, but he's made his money. He's won a Super Bowl. So he can do whatever the fuck he wants. You yeah. Know?
1: <laughs> I'm sure LA would be happy to have him back. I think they consider this year a fluke, and I kind of do too. Yep. Um, just kind of a weird year, injuries, and just not having it quite. But I think they'll get it figured out if he's coaching again next year. So i um, curious to see what happens there.
0: Do you think if like Aaron Donald makes a call on if he retires or not, does that impact what Sean McVay does?
1: I don't think Aaron Donald is the deci- is a deciding factor. I think Stafford would be more of a factor. Okay, or Cup,
0: but Cup's not going. Anywhere. Cup's not He's going young. anywhere. He's yeah. young,
1: so I think Stafford is would be more of a deciding factor than Donald.
0: Okay, but- yeah. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, we yeah, we will see what what happens in L.A. as it comes uh, next up. Lovey Smith was fired uh, from the head coaching position of the Houston Texans on his way out. He did the Bears a solid and won the game for the Texans on a unbelievable last, on like a last ditch two point conversion that put him ahead to beat the Colts. And the Bears get the first overall pick as a result it's, of it.
1: It's <laughs> so, so funny.
0: i I love it i was following i I wasn't at home i was out but i was just following the game thread basically on espn the game cast (laughs) i was like holy shit the texans are gonna tie it up and it's gonna go to overtime and i saw they took the lead I was like holy fuck what
1: (laughs) yeah it's so ridiculous but i mean if you know you're gonna get fired you might as well send a screw you i mean do they really expect the houston texans to be better than they are like no there's no way giving him a one-year flyer on this roster is just like not fair. Um, and yeah, exactly. Houston just continues to prove that they're not a good organization mm-hmm. to be a part of. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, hopefully they find someone great that can turn it around um, and actually has some confidence from the owners, but like, right. Good for lovey for going back to his bears days and, and giving him the one.
0: Yep. Fantastic. Absolutely. Love it. And so now the bears are in position to just get a ransom for that first overall pick.
1: Yeah, they're totally trading it. There's no way that
0: they... Oh, yeah. I mean, the first overall pick is Bryce Young, hands down. Should be. There's no way it's not Bryce Young. Bears just were set with Justin Fields. As far as I know, we should be. There's some rumblings that are floating around the media sphere of trade Justin Fields instead of trading the first pick. And I'm like, dumb. That's insane. Don't do that. Stupid move. That's dumb. (laughs) It's so dumb um but yeah Don't we'll see that. yeah they better fucking not i swear to god <laughs> um but yeah we'll see what happens uh with that next up on our list uh, is just the three letters and everyone knows what this means ftp ftp that's
1: right it was a great game
0: the lions are amazing dan campbell is a hero <laughs>
1: yeah he's he's so awesome that um that hook and ladder
0: was insanity Absurd. What, absurd. A, what an absolutely insane play call.
1: I literally like laughed out loud. I was like, this is the most ridiculous thing that I've ever seen. Yeah. And then and, they almost and, got and a I, first down. And I love every minute of it. Like yeah. it's so much fun. Um I hope I hope I'm glad to see the Lions getting success. It's a mm-hmm. bummer they missed the playoffs, frankly. Yes. Um but they're gonna get there soon. That team is the team is on the up and up for sure. Yes, very Dan, good. Dan Campbell
0: I would argue could be coach of the year this year. I mean, it's he probably
1: won't, but I I would,
0: I would be interested. I mean, who does it, it would be like, he has to be on the short list of favorites, right? I think Sirianni. Okay. Just because you look at Kevin O'Connell. Do you look at dabble as well? Since the the giants actually actually made the playoffs. Yep,
1: I think Brian Dable is a good, a good one as well.
0: Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I, I love Dan Campbell. I don't think it's gonna be
0: him though. Probably not, but it would be great if he did, just because yeah. the Colts could also be is...
1: it could also be Pete Carroll, frankly, for Honestly. taking that team to the playoffs. Yeah. Like right. Well, we, from what well, everyone expected to being like right there, right mm-hmm. in the thick of things, like yep. all season long. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Crazy. But yeah, FTP.
1: FTP. Speaking of FTP. We don't have to say that anymore in regards to Alan Lazard. He has stated that he will not be back as a Packer, so he must have had a conversation with ownership saying they're not picking up his contract or whatever the case may be. So Alan Lazard will be moving on and hopefully to a team that we like.
0: Yeah, hopefully yeah. a team that we like. Right, Ho- exactly that. Hopefully to a team. He's kind of a, he's like a dude that's, you know, He's a possession kind of guy. He's not like, Mm -hmm. you know, crisp routes or anything. He's not like top tier receiver or anything. He's a good receiver, like Mm -hmm. two, maybe three. Um, You just got to get the right team to like take advantage of that. that That's I think,
1: I think something like the Giants makes some sense Mm -hmm. where they're very run heavy. He's such a good run blocker. Yes. Like getting him on the outside to spring an extra one extra person for Barkley could totally change that offense. And so, I think that makes sense. Like maybe something like Tennessee where yeah, they don't I was, care about passing as much.
0: I was thinking Tennessee as well, just because get another like decent receiving threat. Like Woods is not the same Woods that he was. No, in LA.
1: absolutely not. Yeah, so, I think I think Tennessee's a decent fit. So, yep. I mean, hopefully he lands somewhere where he can be used. I mean, he was used fairly well in the last couple of years. Right. But as an Iowa State boy, we'd love to see him do well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep. And Point. the other Iowa State boy we have to talk about here, yep. uh, David Montgomery, it has been stated by Bears general manager Ryan Poles that he wants to keep Montgomery on the team, which is a huge bummer for my fantasy team it and means I overpaid for Herbert, really but is. I'm happy for Montgomery. I think it's a good fit for him to be on this team, although it does make him far less interesting in the fantasy asset. If it, he's it on does. a team in a timeshare with Herbert, it really, really hurts his upside where if he was somewhere on his own, he could really be something special. Still,
0: yeah, and he he can get workhorse load for sure, but I think honestly, uh, being able to split with Herbert next year could be, be very beneficial. I mean, he he does get a whole lot of production out of like being a workhorse and just like getting the volume of a workhorse for sure, but it's not like he can't be effective with a lighter load. You know, yeah, he and Herbert have very very complementary skill sets yeah
1: respectable numbers for both of those guys um when they're both playing but yeah it, it's just hard to see you wouldn't be able to take him as an rb1 anymore. no god no no he'd be and- he'd be a low-end rb2 to a flex probably yep. yeah for sure so.
0: yeah which i mean will be where he's drafted most likely and, and herbert probably in the same range right um so i mean we'll see what comes of that come draft season but First, he has to, like, officially be picked up by the team again. Right.
1: So. Also says he wants to. That doesn't mean he's going to. He would probably have to pay him a fair amount because Montgomery knows that he could be a workhorse somewhere else.
0: Yeah, exactly. He wants
1: that instead. So, um, yeah, that's just rumors from the Bears GM. But we'll see what happens.
0: Yep, we sure will. Uh, moving on real quick into a few injuries. Moving into the first weekend of playoffs. This is the wildcard weekend. Um, and this is more just, like, guys that are impactful for their teams if any of you are doing like dfs over the weekend for the playoffs or or doing some pool or something keep an eye on on what's evolving with these players first up lamar jackson is still not practicing he has not done anything since week 13 when he got hurt he did state in a tweet that he has a grade two pcl sprain that is fringing on grade three is there's still inflammation in the knee he is out for the foreseeable future um Tyler Huntley is practicing. He should start as long as he's healthy, but Lamar is doubtful is the official term. He's not going to play week one uh, of the playoffs. So that sucks yeah. for the Ravens. that's yeah, I give, for the Ravens.
1: I give the Ravens almost no chance if Lamar Jackson doesn't go, frankly. Yeah.
0: They
1: they just don't have enough enough outside of Lamar Jackson to 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 go anywhere to do anything.
0: Yeah, agreed. So That's that. Next up, Tua still not practicing with the concussion. Uh, He is going to be out for game one of the playoffs as well as the Dolphins are set to go up against the Bills. Skylar Thompson right now is in line to start because I think Teddy Bridgewater is also hurt.
1: Hand, I think, for Teddy. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I still think the Dolphins could beat some teams with Skylar Thompson. I don't think they could beat the Bills, though.
0: No. They
1: cannot is the problem. Like it's yeah. a matchup problem now because they I, I think they could get some wins to Skylar Thompson, but not against mm-hmm. the bills.
0: No, not against the bills. I mean, it's going to be a downgrade for the, all of their offensive pieces. Tyreek is probably the one that doesn't get hurt the most. I would think Gasicki could actually be a guy that benefits from Skylar Thompson. I'm not sure. Um, but either way, either way, this offense with Skylar at the helm is not even close to the same as it is with Tua at the helm. So uh, that's, that's what you watch out for with that.
1: Yeah, I believe Mostert is banged up too, so we, we'll be looking at Jeff Wilson a um, running back there.
0: I mean, that's not that's not that bad. It's
1: not bad. I mean, yeah. it's it's just different, right? It's another. It's another. It's good to have those two backs. Um, they both move the system well. They both work the system well. I right. think Miami's better when they're both healthy.
0: Uh, yes, I would agree with that for sure. But. Yeah, I mean we know what Tua can do uh with this offense against the Bills just because just look back at week 15 and how good of a game that was. Yeah. So, without Tua there, this game is probably not close.
1: I don't think so. I yeah. don't think it's yeah, I don't think so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh and finally what we have Mike Williams not practicing right now. Uh he's got a back injury that they that he suffered in week in the week 18 game uh that the Chargers had against the Raiders. Broncos against the Broncos. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, that sucks. That, that just sucks. Yep.
1: That does definitely suck. Um, but I still think they, they, they still have a chance. I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I it, it obviously is a downgrade for them, but, um, Josh Palmer has been able to step up. DeAndre mm-hmm. Carter has been able to step up in times where those receivers are down. So I, yep. I think they have enough to kind of keep doing what they need to do.
0: Right, and and Keenan Allen, uh, is he's been great ever is, since he came back. Healthy. He's been awesome. Is healthy. He's awesome. I mean, week eighteen against the Broncos, eight catches for one hundred and two and two touchdowns. Like holy yeah. shit!
1: Ever since he came off injury, he's been really really good.
0: Yep, so. he's been great. So he yeah, definitely take a take a shot on Keenan Allen if you're doing any DFS.
1: Yeah, you might get him for cheap ish.
0: Maybe. Yep. But yeah, that's what we got for injuries. I'm sure there's more, but those are the ones that kind of came through my feed. So yeah,
1: those are going to be your headline ones. Um, but speaking of headlines, we will move into the recap of our third place and championship game. So Ooh. we'll hit up the highlights of the third place game and we'll go a little deeper into the first. So looking at the third place game, we have Devante's Inferno beating the Daft Punk tribute band. One through one point seven eight to one nineteen point nine nine. Those are the <laughs> highs. That's the high and low score. And by default, because there's only four scores, the largest spread
0: of the week. Yep. Um, Luke, couldn't I couldn't even round. You couldn't even round me up to one twenty. You gotta keep it not, at point nine. That's not what
1: you got. You got one nineteen point nine nine. I I can't I can't do dirty, the numbers like that. I know, that's fair. Um,
0: I I, I respect it.
1: (laughs) But really, there's one thing that went wrong. Well, a couple of things um, for you. Um, One being Ramondre Stevenson really having a rough rough go. Only getting half his terrible end to his season, really.
0: Awful end to his season. The last three weeks, like 1.3, 6.1, and 9.7. Like, holy shit.
1: Yeah, and you take out week 15, and they're all from 13 down, sub 10. Like, not... Very unexpected. Um so it'll be interesting to see what they do with that in the off season. But the, bigness, the big miss
0: Yeah. Damian Harris like he's not on contract. This was his contract year, I believe. Right. So they're gonna have to decide if they bring him back or not, and that decision is drastically gonna impact what the hell Stevenson's outlook is next year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they're they're gonna let him go, probably, but right, yeah. It'll be interesting to see, but the the real big miss and really the the only opportunity that you had to take this thing home was uh, uh, Mike Evans. Yep, putting up forty five point seven points against the Panthers in Week Seventeen. Yep, he had ten catches on twelve targets for two hundred seven yards and
0: three touchdowns.
1: Yep, which is probably like the second best performance all season long by anybody.
0: Yep probably only behind Joe Mixon's like five touchdown game right yeah I yeah.
1: think so there might be something else that was really big too but yeah there was yeah this is this is a big mess
0: this one stinks I mean you you look back at my season as a whole and like efficiency was my goddamn my goddamn uh thing all year this is just like the epitome of efficiency not working in my in my favor you know but here's
1: here's the problem right the process was correct. He'd only scored 10 points one time since week nine.
0: Yeah. Mike Evans had not finished higher than wide receiver 32 uh, since like week eight. He finished wide receiver 13. After that, highest was wide receiver 32.
1: Yeah, like the process was right. There was no good reason to start Mike Evans over CeeDee Lamb, DJ Moore. I mean, DJ Chark maybe, but DJ Chark had had a few good weeks in there more right. recently so like, like yeah it sucks but also is probably not wrong
0: yeah and it's yeah it's whatever you know shit happens uh, it's unfortunate that it happened like this like I, I went back and forth on it for sure because Evans while not performing was still getting targets but mm-hmm. what kind of sealed it for me is I had watched a few of the Bucks games over that stretch of time and he Tom looked Brady, bad Tom, Evans didn't look great Tom Brady looked like shit yeah it was not <laughs> A pretty
1: picture in Tampa Bay this year so
0: and so yeah. yeah but it turned it around so uh good for him bad for me Jackson yep. congratulations got great performances from you, you know DeAndre Swift uh Devontae Adams AJ Brown Chris Godwin so yeah big hitters for sure yeah,
1: for me, the big thing for Jackson's team is I listened back to the tape and I specifically called out Swift and Adams as cells in Week yep. 17, and they both ended up with around 30 points. So, yeah. big miss on my part. Um, and we both got this game wrong. We picked we you, Luke.
0: Yep, we did. Uh, and so, Jackson, congratulations. Third place, you get your money back. Good job. Strong finish to a strong season, honestly.
1: Yeah, great job. Um, we doubted you a lot of the way. Yep. Um, and you proved this wrong by picking up third place. Um, so, congratulations, Jackson. And moving into the championship game, we have Prestige Worldwide edging out Reese's pieces 127.99 to 124.87. Um, a great championship game. Fantastic. Good, perform- good performances across the board. Um, key hitters for Erman's team as he picked up second. Patrick Mahomes doing his usual thing with 26 yep. points. Jamal Williams getting into the end zone, not once, but, oh no, just once. Just
0: once, just once. He had four yards.
1: Yeah. And yeah. also just a ridiculous amount of yards. Both Lions totally feasting yes. against the Bears, um, picking up 23 points for Jamal Williams. Um, and 25 points out of Amari Cooper um, really, really got me on that trade.
0: Uh, yeah, he sure did. Yeah. yeah. Amari Cooper, fantastic season finished. Uh wide receiver eight in standard, ten in PPR. He had a wide receiver one season, you know, with with uh beef brisket as his QB most of the way, and then the corpse of Deshaun Watson the rest of the way.
1: Yeah, I um I screwed that one up. Yeah for sure. Um and then on the other side of the ball, um, we're looking at Josh Allen picking up a, around 21 points or so. Um a pretty good week for him, keeping pace with Mahomes. I think yeah. we predicted Mahomes would be a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, but we thought that there was going to be more upside on the other side of the ball.
0: Yep. But Justin
1: Jefferson was not the guy to give it to him. Only picking up two no, points yeah. on the week against Green, Green
0: Bay. Green Bay shut down Jefferson that week. Only one catch for 15 yards, no touchdowns, uh, which was shocking. Shocking yeah. to see.
1: Very, very strange game from Justin Jefferson, but coming through for Blake would be Devonta Smith with mm-hmm. 17 points. Dalton Schultz, with 21 points.
0: Um, Aaron Jones, thirteen point three. I mean, just right around projection, but that's still a respectable score.
1: It's exactly what you need. Yep. So Blake, congratulations on taking this one. Um, congratulations on winning, go winning the power rankings all the way through and holding on yeah. to validate the math. He did um, it and be the champion. So congratulations. Both these teams had great seasons. Yep. Um, Erman with the best record going into the playoffs at eleven and three. Um, yeah, really, really impressive from the both of you, um, and that's Erman's second championship game in three years.
0: So his team's good. His team is good. I mean, Mahomes, Kelsey, no matter what way you cut it, that stack is going to be fantastic yeah. for you all the time.
1: It's going to be good for a while. Yeah. So, uh, congratulations to both these guys, Blake. Congratulations on winning the championship, and if you win next year, you'll get an extra hundred dollars from the carryover pot.
0: Damn. So I guess do what you can to do that, but also everyone else do what you can again. Also that keep happen. him
1: out of the championship <laughs> so we can keep building that pot and earn it ourselves
0: in legal ways. We are not talking collusion here.
1: Yeah. No collusion um, records at
0: the end of the season here for our
1: predictions. Um, I ended up taking the chip with a, an 11 and six record. Yep. I don't know how that happened. You I went, just on, went on a,
0: a hot, hot streak in the in the end of the year, man. Yeah. You we were both man went, them. Yeah. We
1: both went one and one this week. Um, Picking Luke and going wrong, and picking Blake and going right. Um, yeah, Luke, you went ten and six, so not That's too it. far behind. I'll take. Yeah, it. good record. Both of us getting double digit wins. I am, I am very happy with that. I, think I this am is too. The, this is the best season we've had. Picking matchups, I think. Yes,
0: one hundred percent. It is.
1: Yeah. And then the rest of our auxiliary um, cast members here: Blake going two and two, Josh one and zero, Brett zero oh and one, and Jackson one and one on the year.
0: Yeah, uh yeah, it looks like our, our guests finish with a record of four and four total. <laughs> so good job. Way to be five hundred.
1: Also, we're better than that. So
0: Aha! <laughs> we did it. <laughs> uh we have we we did it. We got a better percentage, picking more matchups. I mean, you know, I love that. It I shows feel, I feel good about it. It shows that we are actually maybe getting a little bit better at this. We feel did.
1: validated at right. the very
0: least. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, but yeah, that is what we have for the recap. Congratulations, everyone! Uh, especially congratulations to Blake for the championship. And so now here is just a quick reminder of the rundown for the prizes. Uh, if you didn't see the wall of text that Eric <laughs> sent, yes, earlier in the week. But here's the rundown again for your ears to hear it. First up, Blake gets two hundred and fifty dollars for winning the league. Congratulations to that. That is a good chunk of change. Definitely. Herman, hundred dollars. For getting second runner up, you double the money that you put in. That's good. Get it back and then some. Jackson, third place, you get your money back. Nice crisp fifty dollars. Yeah, good. Get, get get it even. That's good. We like it. Yep. And then the auxiliary kind of rewards that we have. Uh, Blake getting an additional twenty five dollars for being the highest point scorer during the regular season, uh, finishing with one thousand nine hundred and sixty four point three points scored. For his team, Uh, very strong. Next up was it's
1: a lot of points.
0: I mean, next closest was Brett, right? At 1,828. So he had a 140 point advantage. Sizable gap. That's huge. Uh, So great going there. Next up, the margin of victory winner. Brett, you get $10 for that 91.64 point spread back in all the way back in week six. That thing hit and then it carried just like we honestly thought it would right when it happened.
1: Well, we didn't even think the first one was going to get caught. And then he went and dropped this 90 burger on it like two weeks right. later. Yeah. Proved us wrong. And yeah, this one's not going to fall. No. That, that is a monstrous spread.
0: That's huge. So Brett, congratulations on that. And for that margin uh, maintaining all the way from week six. Great job there. Next up, uh, longest touchdown goes to me. I get a crisp $10 bill for starting Josh Jacobs in week 12 when he had that 86 86- yard touchdown run in the overtime victory that the Raiders had there.
1: Yeah. Missed out on it with the 98 yarder for Gabe Davis, but you still it's got longest touchdown. The same amount so, of money. So same who cares? Okay, exactly. I don't,
0: I don't get a dollar per yard. I would love that, but yeah, we don't
1: have enough money in the league to do that.
0: Unfortunately. <laughs> right. uh, and then finally, Josh, you get a nice $5 uh, for, it's like a
1: pity recompense this is what it is. really is,
0: is what it is. You yeah. Had the most points scored against you. Uh so that's shitty, but also still, made the playoffs, playoffs. still made the you playoffs. And you still made the playoffs yeah.
1: with the most right. points scored against you. So another solid season from your yeah. team as well.
0: Josh, uh with those points against he had one thousand seven hundred and twenty-six point two points scored against him during the course of the regular season. The closest team besides that was Eric Williams, one thousand seven hundred and nineteen point three. So actually kind of a close one on that.
1: In the realm, yeah. That's like three points a game or something like that
0: yep so yeah there we go. That is what we got for the prizes. That's what we got for the winners. So everyone who got money in some capacity, congratulations.
1: yeah, congrats, and there are fifty dollars currently in the carryover pot. So that money will keep building as long as we do not have a two two time consecutive champion. once you win that mm-hmm. second championship in a row, you get whatever's in the pot. So every year they'll get fifty extra dollars put into it. um, and I will invest it wisely so it grows for me.
0: Right. And then if you, you know, if, if you win that two years in a row, then you have to give away your best player. So that's, you know, that's that's true.
1: It has to go to the worst team in the league.
0: So <laughs> that way we have parody in some that's capacity. Right. Yep. We
1: have to try and balance it out. So <laughs> no, We will not require you to do that. Just your firstborn child instead.
0: Right. Yeah. Either one. <laughs> yeah. Either one is fine. You get, you get to pick, but it's one of those. There's no other option. <laughs> that's it.
1: You can have the money, or you can give up your firstborn child. Yep. There are no, there are no substitutes.
0: No in between. Yep. Um,
1: but that is it for the season. So some of the off-season activities we'll be doing. Um, we will be doing another episode after the Super Bowl. We'll recap the playoffs, and then we'll also go through the first team, the second team, the all bench teams um, that we had in our league this year. That info- information just takes a while to compile, um, and so we'll do that then. Um, and there will also be something for your ear holes mid to late February. Yeah. Um, so I'll be looking out for that, but we'll take a break from recording between now and then. Um, other things that are going to happen, we will officially transition the league in sleeper after the NFL draft is completed. And that is also when we will do our draft lottery. So figure out where the draft picks are for each of us in our league. And that is when we will open up free agency and trading. Again. Well, right. maybe not
0: free agency. Well, yeah, free agency we typically don't open up so that the, right. the teams remain kind of static outside of trades that happen. Um so that yeah. there's no no one's trying to pick up any hidden gems that somehow are on or not on a team. Yeah. And no that's one's right. trying and no one's trying to pick up Joe Burrow before a rookie draft happens, Brett Fields.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shenanigans. Um but there will be a point probably, you know a few days before the draft or so that we will expand roster size so that we can get all of those new rookies drafted. And then a couple of days after that, we will cut down roster size and we will be off to the races for the 2023 season. Once yeah.
0: again. Yep. Yeah, once again. So right after the NFL draft, uh, we will find out who has the best shot at Bijan Robinson and you can start compiling your trade offers at that point.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. It's going to be him.
0: <laughs> Shocked if it's anyone but him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on the team, but
1: if you need a quarterback, then maybe Bryce, but right. Yeah. Probably be John Robinson.
0: It should be.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's it for offseason activities. Not a lot. NFL draft is in April sometime. I don't know the exact dates, but it'll be sometime after April. Yep. Because that also allows us to get through March Madness because that's important.
0: It is. It's very important. It takes up time uh, and takes up brain power for sure. Yes, it does. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah we will get through that when we get to it keep an eye in the chat uh, and keep an eye on your podcast feeds i guess if we don't say anything
1: <laughs>
0: yeah that's probably true
1: just hit us up if there's nothing And yeah. you're like um aren't we supposed to be doing things
0: if you're if you're really jonesing for stuff then yeah hit us up if yeah. if you feel like we're behind but, but as
1: of now rosters
0: are locked so yeah,
1: you can't sure. do anything
0: nothing nothing at all. Uh, But yeah, that is what we got. And so power rankings, same as they were next up. We have a segment that we like to do before the NFL playoffs, where we do a little playoff preview. We like to look at the teams, look at the matchups and kind of walk through and see what we think is going to happen, how we think it's going to shake out. And so we're going to start out with some of the wild card matchups for the AFC and NFC that are coming up this weekend and see how good we are at picking teams in like, a real capacity instead of a fantasy capacity.
1: How would you feel about doing a competition where we get one point for wild card pick, two points for divisional rounds, three points for conference, and four points for Super Bowl? I love it. All right, let's do that. So make sure you keep track of your picks. You guys can play along at home as well if you want. I guess write them down. Let us know what you pick. Um, But that is how we will do it and see who is better at picking the actual NFL playoffs
0: here. Yeah. I got, so, first up, I, yeah, I got lucky last year. Last year was well, went well for me, uh, because I was high on the Rams and that worked out for me. Yeah,
1: that was preseason picks, though. That was not, that wasn't even like during, like right before the playoffs. That was pr- our preseason picks, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. And, but then I kept, I stuck with them.
1: Oh, that's right. We, we re evaluated and you yep. decided to stick with it. Exactly. That's true. OK, so here we go. Uh, first up is the first, I believe, game on the slate, and it is the Seahawks at the 49ers. Luke, what are you thinking on this game? I mean,
0: I mean, you look at this, this the 49ers are the two seed, the Seahawks are the seven seed. It's the same same division. These are both NFC West teams. The Seahawks are coming off of a strong year, finish nine and eight, which is way better than anyone thought they would do. Seventh seed in the playoffs. Great for them. The 49ers are firing on all cylinders right now, and they have the absolute best defense in the NFL at the moment. I can only pick the 49ers here.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I I really think it's going to be a tall order for um, the Seahawks to do anything against this defense. Not to take away from what Geno's been able to do this year, but he's going to be under pressure all day long. Yeah. And frankly, the offense is cooking for the Niners as well. Purdy is managing that team really well. I actually don't even know that if Jim once Jimmy's healthy, he's going to be back in there.
0: I uh, no, I think I think it'll be Purdy all the way through uh, wherever they get to in the playoffs. Just because he's five and zero as a starter, undefeated. The offense is looking still really great with him. Debo is back now. He's, yeah, you know, had one week. He'll be even more healthy to start the playoffs. So, yeah, they got they got weapons. Yeah. They play. are rolling um,
1: I, I, I you'd be a fool I think to not take the 49ers. Vegas currently has this game at 80.6% um, in cool. favor of the 49ers. So, All if right. you believe in the Seahawks, you can get plus 400 odds on it, but which is good.
0: And it's and quite odds. good. Yeah. That's
1: like that's better that's like better payout than the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl odds. Crazy. So, <laughs>
0: Uh, Just take that into account. Yeah, for sure. Yep. But yeah, 49ers here for me.
1: Yeah, me too. Next up here, we have the Giants at the Vikings. These are teams that have played already, even though they're not in the same division. Yeah. Um, I'll start this one off as the Vikings fan. Obviously, there's question marks about the Vikings capabilities due to their, you know, less than perfect point differential which is like the obvious talking point here Mm -hmm. um, when you're talking about the Vikings but they're also super gritty and so in multiple senses of the word gritty Um, and so I just think that like they're (laughs) going to be able to (laughs) I also I just think they're going to be able to take care of take care of business at home here Um, they're going to have the home crowd behind them I'm going to pick the Vikings here it's probably by like a point or two because that's how the Vikings do
0: Yeah, I think this is another game. I mean, the first matchup between these teams came down to a last-second field goal uh, for the Vikings to win it. And I think a similar thing could happen here. I'm going to go with the Vikings as well because of the home field. And I just think the, the, like you said, the grit of the Vikings team right now, they, in close games, have been able to pull it out. This will be another close game. I think they're going to be able to do it. Yeah,
1: I I don't want to discount the Giants, but I think oh, God, their no. lack their lack of offensive weapons outside of Barkley is going to be a problem.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just think I just think it is. Um, yeah, so that'll be the thing to watch. Um, for sure. The last game in the NFC Wild Card, we have the Cowboys at the Buccaneers. Um, gosh, this is kind of hard for me. I mean, Buccaneers being at home, having Tom Brady, that's like money in the bank, usually, you would think for a Mm -hmm. team, but the Cowboys have really high highs when they're playing well. Like, they can beat anybody on any given day, but they can also be really terrible sometimes.
0: Yes. So
1: it's all a matter for me of which Cowboys team comes out. I think they're going to be ready to go. I'm going to go with the Cowboys here um, and take at least one away team here in the first round for the NFC.
0: Yep, Uh, we're looking at the same picture right now um, because I'm also going to go with the Cowboys here. On account of the Buccaneers' weakness, while they are a top-passing offense in the league, their offensive line has been patchwork all year. Mm, That's true. They've kind of found a little bit in, in the later games to finish out the season, but the Cowboys' defense is like one of the best at getting pressure. And Tom Brady, not super mobile, we know this if that offensive line is the same caliber that it's been all year, the Cowboys are going to be in Brady's face and I playoff Brady magic can only go so far. I think this year. Yeah. And I'm not sure if they'll be able to do it with the no rushing that they have. (laughs) They don't have a rushing offense. Yeah, that's right. Bucks don't. Um, And so I think the Cowboys are going to be able to pull it out on the road uh, against the Bucks.
1: Yep. All right. So, so far we are chalk with Vegas as well. So that is, that is something to note. Okay. um, There on the other side of the league here, we have the AFC wildcard round. Luke, you want to take us through these matchups?
0: Yeah. First up on the docket for the AFC wildcard round, we have the uh, number five and number four seeds going against each other. The chargers visiting the Jags in Jacksonville Jags coming through strong, finishing the season strong, winning the AFC South and doing a, Solid, solid rebound, a solid rebuild. The team worked with Doug Peterson at the helm. Trevor Lawrence looks great. Looks like this team is going to be strong for a while now. Defense is doing well. Um, Chargers making their first playoff appearance with Justin Herbert at the helm. Mike Williams a little banged up. We don't know if he'll play, but Keenan Allen's healthy. Austin Eckler is still a stud. Herbert is still amazing. This defense, not incredible um, throughout the season, but I think they have some pieces that are going to be there to help out. I'm gonna take the chargers here. And I think what's a, what's a close matchup.
1: Yeah. And I am going to be the first dissenting opinion on this show. Um, And I'm going to go with the Jaguars. Um, They're playing really, really well. Doug Peterson has playoff winning experience. um, So he'll be able to get the team prepared. Um, Trevor Lawrence is playing awesome right now. Um, And, and, they're going to be at home. I think people are forgetting that this is a Jaguars team that plays really well at home, mm-hmm. um, and they're on a on a really hot streak right now. So um, I'm going to go with the Jaguars here. That offense is cooking, um, and the Chargers' defense has been good in the past, but it's a little suspect this year. Um, I think the Jaguars are going to have a good chance here, so I'm going to
0: take them. All right. Go. Totally fair. Makes sense. Next up, we have... Another divisional matchup. The Dolphins and the Bills are playing each other as the Miami goes up to Buffalo to take on a Bills team that is going to be playing with a lot of heart uh, this this playoff run. Uh, Miami without Tua. Uh, as we've talked about, it's going to be a little interesting to see how this offense functions against a strong Bills defense, against a strong Bills team. Um, Eric, what are we thinking here?
1: Yeah, I mean, we sort of talked, to, talked about this already with the 2 a injury. I think you'd be really hard-pressed to pick the Dolphins in this game. Um, like you said, Bills are going to be playing with a lot of heart. They feel like last the last playoffs were basically stolen from them with a coin flip, so they're going to be playing with that intensity as well as all of the emotional things that are tied to Jamar Hamlin. Um, I just think they're going to crush the Dolphins here, frankly. Um, and Vegas has them as a 86.5% odds. So I'm going to take the Bills here.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm also going to take the bills here for all those same reasons. I mean, I think I think the playoff atmosphere in Buffalo is is going to be insane, especially especially with the heart that both the fans and the players are going to have. Like the energy is going to be stupid, uh, and I'm not sure if Skyler Thompson is going to be able to do much about it. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, he's just he's just not that guy. Nope, he is not. Uh, if Two is there. This is a different at least a closer story for sure. Yeah,
1: I, I still probably take the bills, but it's not a blowout.
0: Uh, so, yeah, Bill's there, and so our final AFC wildcard matchup, we have we got a lot of divisional matchups <laughs> happening in the wildcard round. We do. The Baltimore Ravens are visiting the Cincinnati Bengals in our final AFC wildcard game. Uh, these two teams just played each other to close out the season, uh, and the Bengals came out on top in that one, which great for them. The Ravens, if we talked about, are not going to have Lamar Jackson for like a 10th consecutive week or some shit Uh, could be Tyler Huntley could be not him. I don't don't even know who the fuck is the other option. I don't Um, think it matters. Frankly, it it doesn't. This Bengals offense is working. Now the defense has found a lot of footing. The defense has been pretty solid for the Bengals this year. And I don't think the Ravens are going to be able to do much about this Bengals attack on either side of the ball. And I think the Bengals are going to come out on top here.
1: Yep, I agree with you. That Bengals defense, like you were mentioning, they have been um, forcing turnovers um, and just being really disruptive. And without Lamar Jackson, Baltimore just does not have enough talent um, to really secure a win here. Um, and the Bengals offense is finally clicking. All the players are healthy and they they aren't going to be on a tear this year as well, um, yep. trying to defend or justify um, what they were able to do last year in the playoffs as well. Right. So. Yeah. So I'm also taking the Bengals.
0: All right. Cool. So now we have the wild card round figured out. And so we jump now into the divisional round for both the NFC and AFC. What do we say we start with the NFC, Eric?
1: Yeah, let's do it. So we've got our first matchup would be Vikings at 49ers, um, or one of the two matchups at least. Um, right. And for me, gosh, I. I like the Vikings. Obviously I'm a big fan um, and the offense is unbelievable, but I think they're really going to struggle against this 49ers defense. Um, and that offense is way too good for the Vikings defense to stop. And I think if this is the matchup that comes to be, it's gotta be the 49ers um, also being at home. is going to be an advantage for them. Um, 49ers played great at home as always.
0: Yeah, I think I got to go with the 49ers as well. As you said, the 49ers offense is great and working with Purdy and the Vikings defense is trash and has been trash uh all season. Um and I don't think that they're going to be able to do much to stop the 49ers attack and I do think they could be on the field a lot for this game. Yep, which is going to hurt them even more.
1: Yep, totally agree. Um yeah, I think it's going to be it's going to be a problem. Yep. It is. Um, Next up here, we would have the Cowboys going to Philadelphia. Both of us do um, to play the Eagles. Um, They played twice this year already. I was trying to look up the stats, but I wasn't able to find it. Did they split or did the Eagles win both?
0: I think they split because uh, the Cowboys won that that game that Gardner started. Right?
1: Uh, Yes, that is correct. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, Jalen Hurts obviously being back. Um, is a benefit for the Eagles, um, a significant benefit for the Eagles mm-hmm. and the home field advantage and the extra week of rest. Um, while the Cowboys can be good. I think the Eagles know what they're doing. Um, they're well coached. They have the talent, they have the quarterback um, specifically. Um, and that extra rest, I think it's going to be enough for the Eagles to take this one over
0: the mm. Cowboys. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I think the extra rest is going to be paramount here. Um, the Cowboys Eagles game, even when Gardner was at the helm, was incredibly close. I think with Hertz behind center, it's gonna come out the other direction and the Eagles are gonna come out on top and really solidify why they were the one seed in the NFC uh for this this postseason.
1: Yeah, absolutely deserved one seed. Um they've they've done everything right so far this season.
0: Yep. They sure did. So Good for that. That would, that would leave us to AFC. Yep, it will. And the AFC divisional round, as it looks on my end, I mean, we both have the same be the same
1: matchups here. Yep.
0: Well, I mean, mostly you, so, we have different teams in against the Chiefs, right? Yeah,
1: so first it would yep. be Bengals and Bills.
0: Yeah, so let's look at that. We got the Bengals and the Bills as the Bengals would be traveling to Buffalo to take on the Bills in the AFC divisional round to add a chance to get to the conference round. This is the game that we... We're going to get in week uh, 17 and then we didn't get, it was a huge playoff atmosphere for the first what five minutes or whatever. How long did that game even last? Not long.
1: Yeah. About 10 minutes. Yep. Right.
0: Yep. Um, huge, huge playoff atmosphere. This is going to be even more of a playoff atmosphere. Uh It's going to because it's actually playoffs, but also these teams are two studs of teams, two Titans of the AFC, the two and three seed Uh, and we've got the Bills, the Bengals. We've talked about these guys, top-tier offenses, top-tier defenses. This one's tough for me, just because of what these teams are.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I also think this one's tough. Um, I'm going to take the Bills here. Um, I just think that they're they're really hungry for a championship, and they know how to win. I mean, they've won lots of games over the last few years, um, they've done really well in the playoffs in the last couple of years. Um, this is just a team that's built to win um, and they're ready to win now. Um, and so I think, I think they're going to take the Bengals. I think this is a very close game though.
0: I agree. It is a very close game. Um, I'm going to go the other way though. And I think the Bengals are going to come out on top. I think, I think the offense of the Bengals is going to do what it can to just do enough to get past this Bill's defense. Uh, while the Bengals defense is going to force, Maybe not a lot of turnovers, but at least one at the right time. So yeah. I, th- I think I take the Bengals here.
1: Yep, I think that's fair. Um, I, I I feel bad doubting Joe Burrow, and I really don't doubt Joe Burrow in the offseason. He's just a, a stone-cold killer. Um, he is. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't have much exception to that pick whatsoever. Um, and then in the final game here of the AFC
0: divisional round, you have the. Um, I got the Chiefs going up against the Chargers in Kansas City. In, in Kansas yes. City, and you have the Chiefs going up against the Jags in in Kansas City. You know? That is correct. So um, I mean, this is a matter of. Uh, I'll, I guess I don't know. You picked the first one, so I'll go on my side first, uh, and I'll I'll talk about it a bit. Divisional matchup: both of these teams played each other twice both games were decided by a field goal during the regular season it's going to be close uh and the chargers while getting there and having the firepower to stick with the chiefs for sure the chiefs have more playoff experience andy reed is just andy reed in the playoffs and the chiefs are just they've been firing on all cylinders all season they've been great all season and i don't think i can go against the chiefs in arrowhead for this matchup
1: yeah, I don't think it can either and I think there's similar reasons to um why the Eagles um were picked for me. They're going to have extra rest, they have a very experienced head coach um and quarterback that is that is like top level um and the team has been performing well all season long. It's it's an offense that's great and a defense that's also great. Mm-hmm. Jaguars biggest problem this year has been protecting Trevor Lawrence and the Chiefs have had a really solid pass rush so far this season as well. Um so I think I think I got go to go the chiefs and being at home in Arrowhead is maybe one of the biggest advantages in the NFL.
0: So. Oh yeah. Huge advantage. Absolutely massive advantage. Yeah. Yep. So now we move on to the conference matchups for both of these conferences. Uh, we'll flip back over to the NFC as we've been doing. I believe we have the same matchup. We have the Eagles and the 49ers here. That's correct. Yep. yep. So one and two seed chalk Eagles 49ers. I mean, I've, I've had this matchup as the conference final uh, for the NFC, and I keep waffling on who I think is going to come out on top because both yeah. of these teams have been great.
1: Totally agree. Odds for this one. So I put in odds on Monday. No 49ers for 34% chance to beat the conference champion, Eagles for 33. That has now flipped to the Eagles being 34% and the 49ers being 33. So the lines are right basically at 50 50 for <laughs> yeah these they. guys to take the division here. Um, Gosh, it's tough. I think I'm gonna take the 49ers here. Um, That defense is just unbelievably good. Like one of the best defenses I've maybe ever seen. Um, They just click really well. They don't make mistakes. Um, And that offense is kind of the same. They don't make mistakes. With Purdy, they're not blowing the doors off, but they could. Right. Um, And and I know the Eagles defense is also very solid, but the offense is going to do enough to keep them in it. Or, and the defense is probably going to win them this game, I think.
0: Yeah, I think what it comes down to for me in this matchup is the divisional round and how the matchups go for the divisional round. Yeah. I think the Eagles have a tougher time with the Cowboys than the Niners have with the Vikings. And yeah. so I think the Niners are going to come in just a touch, a touch fresher and that could be enough to put the Niners over top of the Eagles.
1: So that's what you're picking is the Niners as well.
0: Yes, I am.
1: All right. Perfect. So our NFCs are identical.
0: So yeah, that's, it is. That's fun. That's great.
1: <laughs> so no <laughs> advantage on the NFC side whatsoever. <laughs> we're doing a, we're doing
0: a point thing and then <laughs> picking the same outcome. <laughs> yeah. It's not like it's the March Madness bracket where there's like no. so many endless permutations of it. You know? Yeah,
1: that's true. There's only so many options that you can have in this, in this bracket.
0: Right. Um, but and that's like, fine. And like the strong NFL teams are very clearly the strong teams. <laughs> so, yeah, totally. Yeah.
1: Um, and then on the AFC side for the conference championship, Luke, you have the Bengals at the Chiefs and I have the Bills at the Chiefs. Yep. Um, I don't, I I don't know who wants to go first here. Um,
0: you went first in the last one. Uh, so I'll go first in this one. Um. I'll talk. I mean, this is a rematch of the conference championship game last year. It's the yep. exact same situation in Arrowhead, Bengals, Chiefs. Uh, and we know how this went last year. Super close. Overtime. Did not come down to a coin flip. Chiefs, Chiefs won it, and then they blundered. Um, and so I think this is gonna be another knockout knock knockout, drag out, just whatever the fuck. It's gonna be a tough game. The Bengals yeah. seem to have the Chiefs number. The Chiefs they have do. not been able to figure out the Bengals the past like three or four times they've played each other. And it's crazy to see. But I think they do it this time.
1: Yeah, it's hard to beat a team three times in a three, four times in a row, especially when that team is the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. Who have been so good for so long with so much experience. Um So. Yeah, I, I have no problem um, with that pick for me, I'm going to go with the bills. I think we, we saw this game last year in the division and we saw it this year in the regular season. I think the bills know how to play the chiefs similarly to how the Bengals do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think the coin flip is going to be against the bills this season. The NFL script writers are not going to let that happen, <laughs> <laughs> but re- really I do, I do think it comes down to Josh Allen is playing as well as anybody mm-hmm. can be playing right now. Yeah, he's great. He's got a really solid supporting cast. The running backs have finally come around um, to give a little bit of additional support in that offense, Um, and that defense is better than it was last year as well. So I think for those reasons, I'm going to go with the Bills here um, to get their shot at the Super Bowl. Um, That has long eluded that franchise. I think at this point, like, the emotions are so behind the Bills
0: um, that they're going
1: to get that advantage here.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, that's totally fair. Yeah, it's going to be, I mean, we got, if this is the way that the conference championship rounds go, it's going to be a great weekend. Yes, <laughs> yes, it
1: will. We thought last year's was it the division rounds last year that was so great?
0: Yes, because was that, that was four games. Yeah, yeah, that was, the, that was the Chiefs-Bills game was in the division round, which was the most insane game of football I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, the game was wild.
0: <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Love it. Uh, Yep. But now it is time for the Super Bowl. And so the matchups that we have, we both have the 49ers in, but on the AFC side is where we differ. I have the Chiefs. You have the Bills.
1: Yeah, I'll go first this time um, because you you had to go first last time. I'm going to take the Bills. I love Brock Purdy. I, I think the 49ers are awesome, but I just think the Bills have been right on that cusp for like two, three years now. I, I think this is the year that they finally get over the edge and they get the Super Bowl, um into their home city. I, I just believe in this bills team. I, I just think they're, they're that good. Um, yeah. I, I got to go with the bills here.
0: They definitely are that good. And I would not at all be upset if it does end up being the bills who come through here. They're um, a very likable team. They're great. They're awesome. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And so are the 49ers. The, the 49ers really don't do anything that make you like, Oh, I hate these guys. Like, Right, they're both likable teams. So if this is how the Super Bowl comes out, I'll be fine either way. I think.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Meanwhile, on my side, we got a matchup of the Super Bowl two years ago. You know, Niners right. Chiefs, which was right. which started out kind of a snoozer, but then turned out to be a great game uh, as the Niners got a big lead and then kind of shat it out as mm-hmm. the Chiefs came back. Um, I think this time the Niners are going to be able to do enough to pull pull ahead and finish it out and get that trophy this time the defense as we've been saying is firing on absolutely every cylinder that they can the Chiefs offense is the top offense in the league they're gonna be tough to slow down I think the Niners are gonna be able to do it because the Chiefs rushing game doesn't happen really Jarek McKinnon is a successful running back because he's catching passes yeah that's what he's doing yep um and I think the Niners offense is going to be able to do enough to stay ahead of the Chiefs where the Niners are going to be able to pull it out this time and come out on top.
1: Yeah, I like it. I'd I mean, be I'd be I'd be more than happy if Brock Purdy ends up being Super Bowl MVP. Although that, he wouldn't. It's probably gonna be McCaffrey or like Kittle or something. But. Yeah,
0: right. Kittle Kittle would come through with like a hundred yard two touchdown game and just be an yeah. absolute monster. Uh yeah. or it's or it's like Bosa or Bosa. Yeah. yeah B- right. Bosa has an unreal <laughs> performance against Mahomes. So yeah. Yeah. Exactly,
1: but it'd be I, cool.
0: Yeah, I think what also does it for me in terms of like the 49ers defense being so good, the Chiefs wide receiver options are not terribly great. And they are for, coming around, though. They are coming ever around. Since- Kadarius Tony, Tony is doing good stuff when he's healthy. And
1: man, Juju has put together a sneaky good season. This it really year. is a sneaky good season. What he finished finish? Like wide receiver, like. I mean, 39 in standard, but 27 in PPR. So yep. that's, that's a flex flex mm-hmm. player. For sure. He, he finished the season pretty, I mean, pretty strong, a couple down weeks there, but a 17.9 yep. and 11.8. Um, he's getting, he's getting used. And I think, I think the chiefs definitely have something there, but you're right. They don't have the Tyree kill that they've had in the past that have, that has been able to just blow the top off of the defense. Um, although Tony's coming around.
0: Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see, these teams did play each other in week seven. Um, Kansas City did come out on top in a big way, 44 to 23. The Niners are a much different looking team now than they were then. Yeah, I think. Yes, they are. Um, So, yeah, I think both of these matchups that we have uh, on tap are going to be good matchups. Right now, you got the Bills, I got the Niners. We'll see how it shakes out. Yeah,
1: it'll be interesting doing scoring as well because obviously there's issues with the reseeding thing if yes. or teams win for whatever reason. But this is our best estimation, um, and yeah, I- I'm excited. I love I love playoffs. So
0: yes, I do too. I think this is something we didn't bring up in you in the Chiefs Bills game. Okay. It's at a neutral site. It's at Atlanta. That's true.
1: That I, I was thinking that, but I forgot to mention. I think yeah. that's an additional advantage for the Bills um, in that situation that they don't have to go into Arrowhead um, and deal with that home crowd.
0: Right. I feel like we got, we got to mention it. We got to bring that up because that's like, yep. that's big. <laughs> You're right. That is
1: definitely worth mentioning. Um, and I think that is only going to play um, in the Bills'
0: favor. I would agree with that.
1: Yeah. So. More bills for me. I'm, I'm all in. I, I want the bills to win this whole thing.
0: There you go. Perfect. Love it. But that is what we have for the NFL playoff picture uh, and our predictions. I mean, if you guys want to see how you go against us, then, you know, make a bracket on your own and, and share it out. Keep track.
1: One yeah. point additional per round. So one point in the first round, two points, three points, four points.
0: Right. There we go. And it'll be like that. And if you want to go completely opposite of us so that you can laugh at our face when you are right and we are wrong, then, you know, do it. All up to you. Yeah. We pick fantasy matchups. We don't pick real matchups. Yeah. And there's no way I do what I did last year with getting the Rams. Correct. (laughs) I mean, you could try picking the Rams. See how it goes. No, I specifically didn't (laughs) this year for that reason. Not because they're not an option. (laughs) That's true. That's true. All right, cool. Uh, But that is what we have for our final segment. And so Eric, anything else that you would like to add? No, nah, that's it. Happy playoffs, everyone. Yeah, happy playoffs indeed. Perfect. Well, thank you guys so much, so much for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Blue Balls podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed making it. And with that, have a good night. Have a good day. And have a good week. Good luck.